What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Varsity Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Guevara, and with me, as always, is Mr. Lupe Ramirez. And when we left you guys off on last week's episode, we were talking about the schedule reveals, preferably the 2A and 3A divisions. We talked about teams like Santa Cruz Valley and Sequoia Pathway, where we got Santa Cruz Valley as a possible playoff contender this year. While Sequoia Pathway, we think they're going to take a little dive down just with all the transfers and the new coaching staff that's there at Sequoia. And then you get into the 3A Central, where you have uh, four of our teams, and it's pretty much an open grab at that 3A Central Championship this year. But we did have to give an edge to somebody, and we gave that edge early on uh, to the Florence Gophers. But now we are back for part two of our schedule reveal, and we're going to be diving into the 4A and 5A regions. And who are we going to be kicking things off with? Coverage of this episode begins with the Combs Coyotes, and they are in the 4A Desert Sky region, and they are ranked 66 by Max Preps. Their season begins with a home matchup against Catalina Foothills, who is ranked 92. Then an away game on Thursday at Eastmark, who's ranked 14. Then a home game against Coolidge, who's ranked 136. Then they take the trip to face the Maryvale Panthers at Maryvale, who's ranked 198. Then the Prescott Badgers will be at Combs for a home game, who's ranked 47. Then just before their bye week, they'll play the Mesquite Wildcats, who are ranked 109. When they come back from that bye, they can expect to face region opponents in Arizona College Prep, who's ranked 65. Then another home game against Arcadia, who's ranked 69. Then they'll wrap up their season on the road with games against Desert Sunrise, who's ranked 195. And then their season finale will be at Vista Grande, who's ranked 118. With all that being said, how do you feel Combs will fare throughout the rest of the season? Oh, uh, well, before I give uh, what I think their record will be, I think that Combs is a similar team like uh, Florence, who lost a lot of people, but they have so much depth. So they can definitely uh, plug and fill those pieces. As far as their overall season record, I kind of see them going at a 5-5, five and five, despite them being ranked 66th. And the reason being is they play uh, Eastmark, who is going to be new uh, to the 4A division. Then they play uh, Prescott, Mesquite. Arizona College Prep, Arcadia, and Vista Grande. Those are six games that I think are going to be pretty tough for Combs. And so depending on how they weather that storm, I see them sitting at 5-5 five and five at the end of the season. Now, what about you? Do you think that might be a little too low or do you think that Combs might be a little bit higher? I think that you got like the, the right feel of it, but I'm just going to say they're a little bit higher. I think they have the 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 availability in their team to possibly go six and four, if not seven and three, if they can keep that momentum going. And for you, what would be the toughest three or four games that you see that might um, be a reason that they pick up those losses? Um, just right off the bat, I can think that last year's state champions in Eastmark are definitely going to give them a, a challenge. Then I look at other teams like Prescott. Prescott's always a really tough team. Those boys up north, they you know they love their football and they they hit hard. Mm -hmm. So and then and that's those are just a couple of games before their bye. Then you you look at what they're facing after their bye in Arizona College Prep, Arcadia, and then wrapping up the season against Vista Grande, a team that's notoriously a hard hitting team. It's going to be tough 
for Combs to come away with wins against teams like those. Okay. Well, let's keep on going, and we'll move into uh, the new 4A team and the newest addition to uh, Pinal County, which is going to be Desert Sunrise. You had mentioned that they sit at 195, according to Max Preps. That's mainly going to be because this is their first varsity season this year. They'll open up on the road at Glendale, who's 102, then host Alhambra, who's 212, at Copper Canyon, who's 200, home against Flagstaff, who's 144. Then they're at Vista Grande. You mentioned that they were 118. And at Arcadia, who's 69. Home against Eastmark, who's 14. Then they'll have their bye. And after their bye, they will be at Arizona College Prep, who's 65. Home against Combs, who's 66. And wrap up the season at Mesquite who is 109. Being that Desert Sunrise is new to the varsity level, where do you see them sitting at the end of the season, especially here in the Desert Sky? The, the competition that's in the Desert Sky, it's kind of really tough for Desert Sunrise to actually come into this, you know, first season with, you know, high expectations. Um, I think that they have the ability to maybe go three and seven, uh, but and and they could actually do more than that. We actually got to see them in the Coolidge seven on seven, and, and they have the ability to to overperform, and they have a lot of talent. But I felt that way about the ALA uh, Anthem South Titans last year. I kind of was like you know overly op- optimistic, and, and they they came away winless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not trying to put that kind of bad juju on the Golden Hawks, but I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with my prediction of three and seven. What do you think that number is? Do you think that they'll have more or less wins by that? I'm actually going to go a little bit lower. Three wins is already pretty low, you know, uh, especially for a prediction. But I'm going to go a little bit lower, and I'm going to say their best chances of picking up victories is going to be against uh, 212-ranked Alhambra and then possibly um, against 200-ranked Copper Canyon. After that, everybody else, I mean, sits at at 144 or uh, higher uh, when it comes to the rankings. And, you know, I won't sit there and say that Flagstaff is, you know, a walkover team because they're definitely a competitive team. You know, I think that they just uh, have had a, a couple of down years than in recent years. But other than that, you know, you got that tough Desert Sky region that they got to play against, you know, teams we've already said, Arcadia, Arizona College Prep, Mesquite, who's going to be coming back down to 4A. And I think that they just had one bad year in 5A and they might bounce back this year. And then we know that Vista Grande has come, you know, fully reloaded into this year. So I think that 2-8 and is where I'm going to say Desert Sky ends up. And that's just due to the tough competition in their region alone. So I think that, that that's a solid uh, explanation of why you believe that. But I think that we'll just have to wait until the season goes and, and see what, what happens for Desert Sunrise. But moving things on, let's talk about the Vista Grande Spartans. The Vista Grande Spartans come in ranked 118 by Max Prep, and they'll begin their season with three road games. First road game is going to be against Rio Rico, who's ranked 164. Then on the road again at Pueblo, who's ranked 126. Then they'll take the trip to the East Valley to play the Crisman Rattlers, who are ranked 193. Then they'll begin their home stretch against the Prescott Badgers, who are ranked 47. Then the Desert Sunrise Golden Hawks, who are ranked 195. Then they'll begin another road trip just before their bye against Arizona College Prep, again ranked 65. And then at Rincon University, who's ranked 209. And Rincon actually was a 5A team who made the jump down back to 4A 
And I think that'll be good for them as a whole. And then again, uh, Visegrande will take their bye. And then when they come back, they'll have a home game against Mesquite, who's ranked 109. Then be at Arcadia, who's ranked 69. Then wrap up their season at home against Combs, who's ranked 66. With all that being said, I think that Vista Grande has a good chance of going 6-4 and four this season. Do you think that that number is solid, or do you think that they have a chance to possibly go lower? No, I actually uh, had them around 6-4 and four as well. And, you know, just being in this desert sky, when you look at these teams, they're all pretty similar outside of probably Desert Sunrise, who is the newest addition. These teams are all still very similar when it comes to the competitiveness. So depending on how this region plays out and how Vista Grande is able to weather the storm against games like Arcadia, Arizona College Prep, Combs and Mesquite, I could sit there and say that they're either going to be six and four or a possible seven and three. Okay. That, that's actually a surprise to me because we've been on on this whole thing where I'm higher and you're a little bit lower. So no, 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 that, that, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Cause if you take a look at it, you know, Rio Rico, I think they'll pick up a victory. Pueblo, uh, Crisman, and Rincon and Desert Sunrise. I'll say that's five games right there that I think that they uh, should win, uh, no doubtably. And then, like I said, you continue into the rest of that Desert Sky region. It's going to be, you know, we don't, we don't know where the rest of it will play out. But given uh, what you see here from our three teams and then the rest of this region, who would you say possibly has the edge coming into this year when it comes to the 4A Desert Sky? It, to me, it it's it's between one of two teams and it's either going to be Arizona College Prep or the 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 dark horse Mesquite because like like you said Mesquite being a, a team that's already been in this before but you know they had like an off year la- last year but them jumping down into 4A and then if you look at their strength of schedule they they're just about in the same ranks ju- if right. not just a little bit behind of Arizona College Prep so I think that they'll definitely those will definitely be my two favorites to take this Desert Sky region what about you Um I would have to agree with you for one team I'm going to say uh Arizona College Prep uh definitely has the early advantage for me But then I'm going to say, depending on how their region play plays out, I'm going to go with Vista Grande as my underdog to win the region. And just because if you look at strength of schedule wise, they have the easiest strength of schedule. Now that might hurt their playoff chances because uh, as we've stated before, 4A through 6A, it's not based on winning your region. It's all about where you end up at the end of the season. You want to be in that top 16 to make the playoffs. So when it comes to strength of schedule, I say Vista Grande uh, has a chance and maybe can upset an Arizona College prep or an arcadia or mesquite so they're going to be my uh sleeper on this one but i will give the edge to arizona college prep nice and i'm sure coach roberts and the boys will love to hear that type of stuff and, and it'll definitely give them a little bit more encouragement as the season progresses well let's move on into our next 4a region it's going to be the 4a east sky region we have two teams in there but this to me is the toughest region of all of 4a You know, this region has teams outside of Apache Junction and Post and Butte. You have Eastmark, Marcos Deniza, and Snowflake, all playoff caliber teams. So to me, toughest region in 4A. And let's start off with Apache Junction. What does their schedule look like? Well, Apache Junction comes into this season ranked 55th by Max Preps. Then they'll start off their season with two 
away games. The first one being at Peoria, who's ranked 101, then at Arizona College Prep, who's ranked 65. They'll have a home game against Barry Goldwater, who's ranked 88, then be on the road to face the Santan Foothill Sabercats, who are ranked 100. Then they'll have another home game against Bradshaw Mountain, who's ranked 44. Then they'll begin their region play at Marcos Deniza on a Thursday, who happens to be ranked 63. Then they'll take their bye, and when they return, they'll be at Coconino to face the Panthers, who are ranked 79. Then again, region play against Post and Butte Broncos, which will be a home game, who is ranked 48. Then Snowflake at home again, who's ranked 30. Then they'll wrap up their season at Eastmark, who's ranked 4th. 14. So with all that being said, I, I look at this schedule and, and like you said, this is the toughest region in 4A. We have a couple of uh, state champions and a couple of teams who've been in the state championships before. Mm-hmm. So definitely a team or, or definitely a region, excuse me, that, that I'm going to be uh, monitoring closely. But with all that being said, I think that AJ with all the talent that they lost last year, and I'm not really seeing or hearing a whole lot from them this year on social media about how they're doing this summer. And that could yeah. be a, a, a good thing or a bad thing because, you you, you know, and some I don't people be, just train in silence. Yeah, I don't think they have a very big social media uh, following when it comes to, you know, them posting a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. they're one of the toughest teams to uh, keep track of, definitely. Yeah. So I think that they have the possibility to go – Five and five, if not at the max, six and four. Okay. What do you think about this schedule and where they'll end up at? So I can definitely agree with you when it comes to Apache Junction losing a lot of pieces. And when you think about 4A football, you don't think about a lot of guys playing on both sides of the ball, especially in your three primary positions on offense, which is quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Those three pieces are gone when it comes uh, to the prospectors. And on top of that, those are three pieces you're losing on defense as well. And talking about uh, Gavin Lamont. Angelo, Isaiah Savoy, and uh, Garrett Garcia. You know, those are three big losses, you know, on both sides of the ball. So I'm sitting right around where you had said, right around five and five, you know, possibly maybe even a four and six. Ooh, okay. Just because, you know, if you take a look at some of their schedules, Arizona College Prep is going to be a tough game. Bradshaw Mountain is going to be a tough game. Marcos Deniza, you know, is always a sleeper team on how well they're going to do. Of course, they got to play Post and Butte, Snowflake, and Eastmark. And then if you even throw Coconino in there, uh, I believe uh, that they barely beat Coconino uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, I always get uh, their uh, schedule and Post and Butte schedule a little mixed up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do know that uh, it was a very good matchup. So those games right there, that's six, seven games that are going to be some uh, very tough matchups. So I'm going to agree with you on the five and five, and I'd say probably even a four and six season, depending on how much they can fill those holes. Okay, well, we'll see how well the prospectors fare as the season begins. Now, let's move on to our next team in the 4A East Sky region, and that's going to be the Post and Butte Broncos. Post and Butte comes into this season ranked 48th by Max Preps, and they'll start the season with a home game against Micah Mountain, who's ranked 87th out of Tucson. Then they'll take a couple of games on the road as they face Copper Canyon, who's ranked 200, another road game against Campo Verde, ranked 45, and against Round Valley, who's ranked 77. Then they'll come back home to face Coconino, ranked 79th, Eastmark, who's 14th, and then hit the road again to play Snowflake, who's ranked 30th. Then after their bye, they'll face Apache Junction in Apache Junction, who's ranked 55. 
then a home game against Hila Ridge, who's ranked 130, then wrap up their season against the Marcos Deniza Padres, who are ranked 63. So with all that being said, how do you feel that the Post and Butte Broncos will do in the 2023 season? I think that they're going to do pretty good this year. You know, uh, Coach Thompson, we know what his run game is like uh, on that offensive end. It seems like every year they develop some great running backs that come out of that school. You know, I know that they lost, you know, somebody like Connor Lopez, you know, who plays on both sides of the ball. But they're a team that can definitely plug in uh, their players who are ready to step up and be a starter this year. And uh, and so for that, I think that they're going to go about seven and three, if not possibly an eight and two. What about yourself? Do you see them uh, hitting that high ceiling or do you have them a little bit lower? No, I actually have them at seven and three. I think eight and two would be like a best case scenario for them. But we have been surprised by post debut before and, and, and the way that that whole Florence school system works like you're either going to Post and Butte or or Florence and and right now Post and Butte has like like we've said before that powerhouse status and and, and I think that with them losing all the talent they have that they do have the ability to go 7-3 if not 8-2 and two. And, and, and I'll even throw this out there. They might have the ability to even take this region. Okay. Okay. That's pretty interesting. Now, what do you feel that is some of their toughest matchups? You know, it, like I said, they got a really decent schedule, but it's the easiest when it comes to this 4A East Sky. Who do you think would give them the biggest challenge? Biggest challenge by far is going to come from Eastmark. Eastmark is going to come into this season ranked high, but at the same time, they're jumping up a a a whole division in in coming from 3A to 4A and they're losing a few players coming into the season because of graduation and I think that that's going to actually not be a setback for Eastmark but it's definitely going to be a reason why they're a tough team to play so Eastmark definitely going to be a tough team and of course Snowflake Snow, mm-hmm. Snowflake is going to be a tough team for them undoubtedly and I'd say uh if you throw one more team in there it might be a, a Campo Verde that, that might be a good one to keep your eye on. And then I know if uh, Chris is listening, he's going to say uh, them boys uh, from uh, Southern Arizona in Micah Mountain because I know that they definitely have something to prove this year coming out of the southern part of Arizona. So definitely going to be a good season here uh, for the 4A East Sky region. We kind of got your prediction as far as who you think might win this region. Do you think Post and Butte is your early favorite or do you have somebody else? It, it, it's it, like I said, it, I've, I've always been giving you, you know, a, a toss up between the two. It's either Post and Butte or Eastmark. But then again, that that those Snowflake Lobos, I don't know if any of them are listening, but that they might come up creeping, too. OK, I can definitely see that. For me, I'm going to definitely give my edge to those Lobos because, All right. uh, you know, they made the jump up last year from 3A. So you might see the same thing happen with Eastmark. But Snowflake made it all the way to the state championship and came up just a little bit short, I believe, to uh, ALA Gilbert North. So I know that they're going to come back hungry and and definitely uh, ready to uh, try to make it back to that state championship. So uh, I'm going to go with Snowflake as my 4A East Sky uh, region champs. Well, I could see why when I look at their schedule now, they actually play their toughest parts in the beginning of the season and then wrap 
wrap up their season against a Sierra Linda. And no disrespect to Sierra Linda, but if if I'm facing, if I'm beginning my season with Bradshaw Mountain, I kind of want to end my season with the Sierra Linda. <laughs> yeah, they do have the uh, toughest schedule in this whole region. But let's uh, jump into our 5A division. So we have uh, two regions that we need to talk about here because we got two different teams in two different regions. And we're talking about the Maricopa Rams and the Casa Grande Cougars. So let's start off with Maricopa, who's going to be in the 5A Sonoran region. What does their schedule look like this year? Well, Maricopa comes into this season ranked 149th by Max Preps. They start off their season with a home game against the McClintock Chargers, who are ranked 123. Then another home game against Trevor G. Brown, who's ranked 114. Then they'll have a three-game stretch of road games as they play against Sawarita, who's ranked 206. Then they'll be at Casa Grande, who's ranked 59, and at Mesquite, who's ranked 109. They'll take their bye and have a home game against the Nogales Apaches, who are ranked 165, and then another home game against the Tucson Magnet Badgers, who are ranked 138. Then they'll be at Mountain View, who's ranked 90, and then another home game against Ironwood Ridge, who's ranked 155, then wrapping up their season on the road at Flowing Wells, who's ranked 166. Now, with all those teams being in there and and seeing how Maricopa has played in the past few years and and all the knowledge we know about players who have left through graduation and, and transfers alone, how do you think that the Rams will do in this 2023 season? Um, I'd say uh, they're going to possibly improve a little bit from last year. You know, they didn't pick up a victory last year. So, you know, there's nothing to go but up from there. I'd say they have a chance at the highest going four and six. But I'm going to go uh, three and seven. The only reason being is that they play against uh, Sawarita, who's a struggling team as well. Uh, they play against uh, Nogales flowing wells and then they could possibly uh pick up a victory against ironwood ridge so outside of that i think you know maricopa even though three and seven doesn't sound like a great season it's something that will help them improve later on you know it's something that they're going to build on especially when they're uh, trying to battle for players across the city of maricopa with sequoia pathway and now desert sunrise as well and i think that this region that they're in here in the 5a sonoran Uh, region it's going to give them a lot of opportunities to pick up wins as you can see out of these six schools they're all schools that have struggled in the past and they're looking to build up their programs again so i'd say maricopa at the highest will sit at four and six but i'm gonna say three and seven what about yourself you think a little higher or a little lower uh i i I think you're you're definitely on to something and I think that they they'll probably finish the season at three and seven. If if they start off the season against McClintock and then just a few games later on the road, they're going to play Casa Grande. And we've seen how Casa Grande has completely demolished the Rams in the past couple of seasons. I feel like this year is going to be no different. And and that's not to say that I have a huge doubt in the Rams because I, I am optimistic that they'll actually be able to pick up a couple of wins. And, and the past couple of seasons, they've probably been able to pick up one, if if anything. Yeah. So And, you know, I think the biggest question mark on that team is going to be at quarterback. You know, we just uh, heard of Robert Knorr transferring to Mountain Point. So that, to me, I think they lost uh, the better of the two quarterbacks that is ready to play right now. I know they'll probably have Jose Cardona uh, in there at quarterback, but at the same time, to me, Maricopa is an undersized team, especially playing at the 5A level. And when your quarterback's only around 5'7", 5'8", and the rest of your line is uh, pretty small themselves, it's going to be hard to 
to uh, pick up some victories, especially in the 5A division. But looking at these schools, who would you say has the best chance of winning this 5A Sonoran region? Um, again, throwing you two teams. One team that I'm gonna that I'm gonna put a little bit more faith into is gonna be Mountain View, and my dark horse would be a, a team that I kind of said in, in just because I kind of like the way that you know. And this is just an inside thing between me, you, and Chris when I bring up Magnet. So I'm gonna say my my second favorite is gonna be the Tucson Magnet Badgers. And you know what? And I was actually going with those two teams in that same exact order. I know Mountain View is a team that is that had a uh, about a 500 or maybe sub 500 season. So they're ready to take that next step. And then I'm hearing a lot of talk coming out of Tucson Magnet out there that this year's team is going to be probably one of the better ones in recent memory. So And it could be that get it in gear that they're wearing for their seven on seven. We'll know. definitely, yeah, we'll definitely see the, uh, about that. But let's uh, wrap things up with our last team and our last region. It's going to be the 5A sub southern region where we have the Casa Grande Cougars who are going to be in a region with Buena, Cienega, Desert View, Marana, and Sunnyside. If those teams sound new to you when you're thinking about where Casa Grande was last year, they actually moved into the southern region as it's named, but uh, they'll play a lot of these southern Arizona schools. And I think that that's going to be a great transition uh, for the Cougars and Coach Luna because, you know, when they moved up to 5A, I think kind of like Eastmark County of got thrown to the dogs when it when you look at their 4A East Sky region the same thing kind of happened to Casa Grande I mean you got thrown in there with Horizon we didn't know what Mesquite was going to be about but the defending 5A champions you know they that was a very very tough region especially being your first year in 5A and how much they lost uh you know from that championship squad so Mm -hmm. I think this is a good spot for the Cougars to be what does that schedule look like Casa Grande comes in ranked 59th they'll start off their season on the road at Corona del Sol. And this is a very big game. This, not only because Corona del Sol is ranked 26, this is because you're getting the coach of the 2021 undefeated Cougars team on the opposite side of the Aztecs. And and, and it's going to be a really big game for them both. And I know that Coach Luna and Coach uh, Barrow have to, you know, have to have some type of emotion coming, or ha- not just some type of emotion, a lot of emotion coming into this game. And, I, and not only the two coaches, but the community of Casa Grande as well. A lot of them were not happy seeing that this game was scheduled for the Aztecs. They didn't see the reason that they needed to play a 6A team like the Aztecs who are going to be competing for that open uh, tournament. And, you know, and if you look at it, it's just a perfect story to tell, which is the former coach going against his former team. And, you know, so I think that that's probably why the AIA set it up. Either way, it's going to be a very good matchup. A very good matchup nonetheless. But let's continue on. After that tough, tough game, they're going to take a, a step back as they have a home game against Nogales, who's again ranked 165. Then they'll be on the road again against Paradise Valley, who's ranked 84. Then a home game against the Maricopa Rams, ranked 149th. Then they'll head down south to play the Micah Mountain Thunderbolts, who are ranked 87th. Then another away game the week after at Desert View, who's ranked 86th. Then just before their bye, they'll have a home game with Cienega, who's ranked 73. Then when they come back from their bye, they'll have a home game against Sunnyside, who's ranked 85. The week after, another home game against the Morana Tigers, who are ranked 51. Then they'll wrap up their season against the Buena Colts in Southern Arizona, who happen to be ranked 103. Now, with all that 
being said, the, the, the big emotions of having the first game, of uh, going down into the southern region, a region that they had a lot of success in when they dropped down from uh, the region they were in prior in 2020 when they jumped into the Fort Aquino region, they, they mm-hmm. excelled and, and became undefeated. How do you feel the Cougars will do after all this being said? What do you think that their end of schedule season will look like? Outside of that very first game, I'm actually thinking that the Cougars uh, finish somewhere around eight and two or possibly nine and one. And I'd say at the lowest is seven and three. To me, their toughest opponents out of outside of uh, Corona del Sol, uh, most likely going to be Cienega and Marana. Marana was a playoff team last year. I know that they're going to come back hungry uh, to uh, make the playoffs again. Cienega's uh, coming back. I know that they had a down year last year, but they're going to come back a little bit hungry as well. So outside of those two teams, I don't really see anybody else that's going to give the Cougars much of a challenge this year. I'm going to go with a safe bet and say eight and two. What about yourself? I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say eight and two fully. The, the, their biggest games and toughest games are going to be against, again, Corona del Sol, uh, Cienega, and Marana. But then there are also a couple of other teams that I'm looking forward to because I think that they'll have really good games and it'll show just how tough and upcoming the Southern Arizona football scene is going against teams like Micah Mountain and Sunnyside. Yeah, those are two possible teams right there that can definitely uh, give Casa Grande a challenge. But we're both going to agree 8-2 and two is where the Cougars will finish. But looking at it all, who are you going to give the edge to in this 5A Southern region? Of course, I'm, I'm going to have, you know, some pull behind the Cougars. To me, they're going to be that that dark horse team. Okay. And the my favorite to take it all is going to be the Marana Tigers. Okay. See, and I agree with those two teams, but I'm going to have them switched. Okay. So I'm going to take the Cougars to possibly win this region. I'm going to, they're going to be my early favorites. And then uh, number two will be uh, the Marana Tigers. It's going to be a very, very good matchup when it comes to those. And, you know, I know we got some things to announce when it comes to what we're going to be doing uh, this upcoming season. But before we dive in, I mean, it was a great look at these schedules and to kind of get a feel of who our teams are going to be playing this year, what kind of competition they're going to be looking at. And then, you know, just to see uh, some of the Southern Arizona schools as we're going to be teaming up with Chris Kidney uh, and and So AZ to kind of join forces to bring some coverage. Would you want to elaborate on that uh, for the people? Yeah. So what we're going to do is pretty soon we're going to start announcing our broadcasting schedule uh, of the city and teams that we're going to be following and broadcasting their games. Um, We're really excited to get to actually start doing this with football because we began experimenting with basketball and that was fun to to actually sit down, put our headsets on and and just call a game. And I know you're very excited because football being your passion sport, this is going to be something that I feel like coming together with Chris Kidney and and all of his knowledge and love of of everything Tucson and Southern Arizona, Mm -hmm. it's definitely going to be vital for us for us to put on a great quality show for everybody to enjoy because that's one thing that we want to do. We don't we're not doing it necessarily for us. We want to do it for the kids. We want to do it for their parents. We want to do it for their families who who are working
watching who might not be able to make make it to the game, but they can they can click the link and actually pop in a headphone, continue their job, do what they need to do and listen to the game, something that you might not get to regularly do. And, and you'll be able to do it on multiple platforms. You'll be able to do it on our YouTube where it's free. Or if you want even better coverage and, and even more content, you can subscribe to our NFHS channel and go through it there. And then that'll be a definite way to support us there. So definitely something we're looking forward to in, in our third season of coverage. Um, what, what What's something that you're looking forward to most? Because I know that we're going to be visiting a lot of cities. We're going to be visiting a lot of coaches that Chris is familiar with in introducing ourselves to them. What's something that you're looking forward to most by this? Um, I'm looking forward to what kind of feedback we get as far as the communities that we're going to be going to, you know, who's going to be the the community that chimes in more than others, you know, to view these games. Because like you said, they're, they're free to watch on our YouTube channel. If you have an NFHS account, you know, it only helps us, you know, if you subscribe to that as well. But then the opportunities, you know, to... Uh, get involved with the communities because we're going to be looking you know we can't do it with just the three of us we're going to be looking out to uh, some of the schools uh, for some volunteers whether they want to hold a camera or be up you know in the um, broadcast area with us to either run a scoreboard or run one of our main cameras so if that's something that interests you definitely be on the lookout for uh, when we post uh, when we're looking for volunteers I think another thing I'm looking forward to is the battle between Southern Arizona and Pinal County because I will give you a little hint of what the schedules will look like. It's either going to be two Southern Arizona teams, two Pinal County teams, or what we're looking forward to, a Pinal County and a Southern Arizona matchup. So a lot of different diverse uh, games going on there. And so definitely be on the lookout for those. But one last thing I wanted to mention you know, just like the volunteers, we're also going to be looking for people who want to advertise their business on our platforms. And that's not only including here on our podcast, but on our YouTube and broadcast channels, you have opportunities there, as well as to have your logo and information posted on all of our graphics. So, you know, definitely a lot coming down the road when it comes to uh, this upcoming football season. So be on the lookout for it because it's going to come quick. I said it last week, August 18th is when week one kicks off. Off. And so we have 12 games locked in for uh, Friday nights. But on top of that, we have a couple of Thursday night matchups. So it's definitely going to be a lot of football coverage when it comes to the varsity breakdown and so AZ. And if you guys haven't already, you know, please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can stay updated on all the information regarding this upcoming season. It's so AZVB network. Uh, you can find us there and, you know, you can click the link and uh, get notified whenever we drop some new content because we're going to have a lot coming soon, man. And I'm definitely excited for it. Yeah, definitely. And now that, I, you know, I know we haven't released any of the names yet because, you know, we, we barely sat down and got our schedules squared up. Looking at, at the just the collaboration between Southern Arizona and Pinal County at the schedule, I think it's going to do great for both of us, actually. Uh, speaking of us being Varsity Breakdown and So AZ, as far as, as helping the communities that we're trying to serve and, and, and making sure that they're totally excited for this. And, and that's another thing. We, with, with the help of sponsorships, we want to be able to provide more than we've ever done before. Mm -hmm. We've been able to use photographs and make them graphics and give them something special to share with their families and something to look back at as, you know, time progresses and they graduate. But another thing is, is we want to give them something 
more than that, you know, in experience. And I feel like the way we started off our season with the help of time lens in capturing what the Casa Grande Cougars were able to do in the state championship game, that, that was super tough to try to, to, to not only top, but to, to overcome. Because like when we did that, I was like, man, like that, like where do that, we go from there? Yeah, where do we go from there? But I feel like doing this live broadcasting and and providing this type of in-depth coverage, this is going to be not only what sets us apart from any other type of media source, but this is what is what's going to help us get known with the communities that we're trying to get into. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, I think that uh, speaking to, uh, you know, some of the guys over there at at the AIA, it was like they were ecstatic that we were wanting to do something like this because, you know, they'll admit to you just like they did to us that all the all of their coverage is based in Phoenix. There's very, very few teams that have their own media productions. I mean, you got Combs, who's coming up with one. You got Cienega, who has theirs. Uh, teams like Thatcher, you know, where their community gets involved to have a broadcast system for their uh, respective schools. But outside of that, you know, when you go when you go past Chandler or Gilbert and you start heading into Pinal County or start heading out to Tucson in Southern Arizona, there's nothing for as far as coverage goes, and that. That's the new thing that we're trying to improve around here and be able to say, you know what, there's some great games going on out there. Why don't you just chime in and take a look at it? Because like I said, when that schedule gets released, people are going to start getting excited because we try to pick some of the best matchups possible. And I know people are going to like it uh, once we start revealing those. Yeah, I'm excited to reveal those. And, and Another thing is, is like, like I've mentioned it before, and Nick, and I don't want to say it ad nauseum, but we're doing this for our communities. I, I live in Coolidge. We're actually recording this in Coolidge today. You live in Tucson, and that's your community. And, and, and not only we're doing this for the kids that are in the school now, we're eventually trying to build this up for our children because mm-hmm. there's a possibility that your son could stay in the Tucson or in that area and, and go to school there. So why not, you know, help the shed a light on those programs because those are programs that we're hoping that he actually plays for yeah and then right now my, my daughter actually goes to ala and she's interested in cheer anthem south anthem south <laughs> and she's interested in cheer and stuff like that and and very interested in what we do as far as 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 far as sports coverage and, and she loves going with us to softball games baseball games basketball games it doesn't matter as long as she's there and she gets a feel of what we're doing and, and that makes me happy in showing that not only are we inspiring kids that are in school right now but we're also inspiring our own kids our own kids are actually getting into wanting to do what we do they they love coming around the mix or putting on the headset hearing their voices mm-hmm. and stuff like that so this is all something that that we didn't expect when when this when this all started but this is turning into something that we're we're definitely happy and proud of and we can't wait to to be bigger mm-hmm. than, than than what we are now because by us getting bigger we know that the the names of these kids will actually be higher on Arizona Republic list you won't and, see and you're starting to see it you, you won't know? see so many kids from these rural areas or or far less incorporated areas get left out because their names are going to be out there. They're, they're not the going to videos be just silent. as well. Yes. Yeah, no. And, you know, with that being said, man, I mean, it was a great, you know, two uh, episode stretch when it comes to uh, these schedules. As we get closer uh, to the kickoff of the season, you know, we're going to be bringing on uh, current and former players as well as coaches. So stay tuned for that. But 
that's something you're going to get to kick off more or less uh, by yourself, at least for a couple weeks, as this will be uh, my last episode for the next two weeks. Uh, as uh, Like I said last week, I'll be uh, taking off to Seattle to work the uh, MLB All-Star game. So, you know, I'm going to miss you guys. Uh, you guys keep me uh, posted on what's going on around Pinal County in Southern Arizona. And, you know, as long as you're tagging us on any of our social media platforms, we have no problem sharing your content. You know, we just ask that you do the same in return and, you know, we help keep growing uh, the varsity breakdown, so AZ, and keep bringing that awareness here in Pinal County and in Southern Arizona. But I'll uh, miss you, brother. It's, you know, going to be a long two weeks not being able to sit down and talk uh, high school sports. I'll be back before you know it and we'll catch you guys on the next episode as Loopy uh, is going to have uh, some special guests for you guys. So with that being said, thank you all for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Take it easy.